Spooky girls Megan and Nellie tabling. I was like, oh, if that was a podcast, Nellie would be me and Megan would be Matt. Yeah. We, oh, 100%. We've established that Megan is the Matt of your relationship. Yeah. And Nellie is the Zach of mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if you think about it, you married Matt. <laughs> I mean, have you not listened to our podcast? This oh, I have. Every single episode. Every, sing- every single episode. <laughs> you know they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste but what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time <laughs> who are you talking to <clears throat> no- nothing ready to watch some movies Ah, oh, yeah yeah hello and welcome to matt makes zach watch horror movies i'm matt I just drink tea. I'm Zach. <laughs> and after he's done with his tea, well, before it, I made him watch a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> what did we watch this week, Zach? Trick or treat. And uh, did we watch it with anyone? I don't think so. Oh, I don't. You know, I think we watched it with with a zombie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. She's my wife or something, I guess. Zombie Teddy, aka Yay. Megan. Yay! Or something. <laughs> here. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm like super excited. Well, we're excited to have you here. Yeah. I'm just like, Hannah's been on two episodes. Like, Matt's been, not Matt. <laughs> Sorry. Matt's been on a bunch. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt's been yeah what's that guy doing on so many? <laughs> so I'm just like, finally, it's my turn. And yeah, tri- I, I love Trick or Treat. It's. Like my favorite of all is time. It trick or treat or trick or treat? Trick or treat. treat. Yeah. Trick or treat, I believe, is a heavy metal horror movie with Gene Simmons as the villain. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, we'll get to it. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it? No. Oh, it's best maybe for the best. Uh, from what I hear, probably. Oh, shit. So, so we watched Trick or Treat. Yes. Yes, yes. Cool. So, Megan. Tell us about your history with horror and such, and tell us what you do and who you are. I go by Zombie Teddy online. I'm an artist, much like Zach and Matt. Uh, I work at a comic book company and... Called Aspen Comics. Called Aspen Comics. And I always forget to shout them. I called them Friends of the Pod, so you need to plug them. <laughs> friends of the Pod, Aspen Comics. <laughs> yes, they, they are Friends of the Pod, if you think about oh, it. They're, fa- they're family of the pod, because I'm married to one of them. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> family of the Pod, Aspen Comics. Family of the Pod sounds weird. <laughs> Fam of the Pod. Uh. Oh, um, the pod sounds like the the terrible reboot. They're gonna do a Father of the Bride or something. <laughs> Family of the Pod. Oh God, I thought you were gonna say oh, like Father of the Pride, that terrible animation. I forgot that show existed at any point. I don't even know what we're talking about. It's Anyways, okay. Who are you, man? Oh yeah, uh, I'm also married to Zach. Wait, what? <laughs> Matt thought he was. <laughs> Matt, dude, you. What were we doing that day in the park? <laughs> okay, that's gonna sound weird without context. Oh yeah, by the way, Matt married us. Oh, yeah. yeah, not like he, he he didn't marry like the both of us, but As he. Do you think? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he he mastermind. Aff- he officiated? Officiated? Yeah. Yeah. He officiated the wedding. Yeah. So he uh, performed an exorcism. Oh my right god! After. He had a gig. He had to get to. 
<laughs> they performed an exorcism on their being single. So ah, I like that. I mean, we weren't single before we were. Married. Oh yeah, that's... no. <laughs> well, you know what? I liked it though. Yeah, it's solid. It's, I'll give I'll give you that one. I'll let the one slide. I've been working on that one for like three months. So <laughs> <laughs> waiting for this episode to pull that one out. Like now's my time to shine. But yeah, your art is very horror uh, yeah. inspired. You think so? I yeah, feel like sometimes like whole thing. That's true. Yeah, you draw spooky girls like all the time. I do. I do. Spooky. Well, thanks. So, so why? I don't know. It's just fun. Like, so, like I think the last spooky girls I drew were like, like monster girls, and it's just like, fu- like a fun concept to me. So, what's your like history with horror movies and horror in general? Okay, so listening to the other podcast where you had guests. I was like, oh shit, it's pretty much the same with me that like, yeah, I I saw a horror movie or movies as like a kid and like, mind you, this, like my mom was the one who was like, yeah, why not watch a horror movie? I don't care. <laughs> like we watched horror movies with her and like, I just loved horror movies. Like I just, I don't even like, I don't, I wish I remembered what my first like horror movie was. What would you say is like the first horror movie you remember loving then? Like not watched? I honestly want to say, I think, like, the one I remember, like, watching with my mom and sister was uh, The Exorcist. Nice. Yeah. I've seen that one. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, like, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure that's the one, like, the farthest back of my, like, memory that I can remember. Hmm. Not my favorite, but not not that I don't like it, but wow. that's why I'm on this episode, though. <laughs> what do you mean, wow? <laughs> we had you slated for that Exorcist episode. Now we know why you canceled. <laughs> but we're here to talk about trick our treat. Yes. So our. Zach, what did you think? After Oscars month, it's so nice to have a fun movie to it's watch. Just a good time, right? It's so nice to have a good time <laughs> with the movie again. I forgot what it felt like. I know. Luckily, anthology month. I think it's just a bunch of fun short stories. Yeah, every it's movie, just, like. it's just nice. It's fun. <laughs> I had the little the little monster to like be like, yeah, get him. Just yeah, like Leatherface and all those. I want to like edit Sam into the background of horror, mo- other horror movies. Just like he was there. <laughs> He's the way more. I would believe horror. it. Yeah. Yeah. We each did a little Sam in the drawing version. So yeah. check those out. All right. I'm, so, I'm so glad you liked it. Dude. It's I- like, <laughs> dude, it, it freaking reminded me of Halloween episodes of like cartoons, like the yeah. Halloween special. Where it's just like these fun little stories. But also, you know, like murder. Right. Yeah, but a horror movie version. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I love it because I love Halloween. So. Do you think you loved it enough that you could play America's new favorite game show and summarize that movie? That's such a good segue. I'm so proud of you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the most prepared to summarize this one out of any once we summarize All right. But we have a guest, so uh, I want you to feel included, Megan. Yes. Anytime you think he's wrong about something, just interrupt him and let him know so that he has to oh. add more time to his summary. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whenever you're ready, I'll put the time on the clock and go. It's Halloween night. <laughs> There's four tales of terror. (laughs) 
So start, <laughs> the movie opens up. Uh, uh-oh, Robo Girl. She's a cranky person and doesn't like Halloween. She wants to take down all the Halloween decorations. That upsets the spooky ghosts of Halloween. Uh-oh, her boyfriend fell asleep watching nature specials and he found her dead. She's all lit up. Baba, comic book time. But, uh, intro, title card. Oh, uh, yeah, title card. <laughs> There's Sam. He's popping up all over the place. Uh, starts off. Now we're on a grubby little ogre boy who's just smashing all the pumpkins, <laughs> taking all the candy. Uh, and it cuts back to uh, fairy tale ladies and Red Riding Hood's a virgin. And they're making fun of her. <laughs> That'll come back later. Uh, and then they hit up some AV guys, which is weird because they look <laughs> older than them. But whatever. <laughs> it cuts back to little ogre kid and creepy guy sitting on his porch. And uh, uh oh. He starts throwing up Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh no. Fountain of Chocolate. And he dead. Sam's a little cutie pie and takes some candy too and just trails on off. But we know what comes later. Uh oh, and uh oh, Prince he's the principal of all the kids and he kills kids for I don't know, he's the sicko. Uh, and he throws them <laughs> in his backyard. And uh his kid keeps yelling at him. And then uh, he's like, let's make a jack-o'-lantern. And uh-oh, it was the grubby little ogre's head. As it's a family business, killing kids. Uh, <laughs> and it, for whatever reason, there's a vampire now. I don't know. Uh, that comes back later. Then they cut the back to the kids that trick-or-treated. They're collecting jack-o'-lanterns. And they recruit a little witch girl who really has way too much time on her hands and makes a lot of jack-o'-lanterns. She must have the wrist problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they go to a little quarry because there's a story where, the, where there's a, the bus driver drove him off cliff. So that sucks. Cuts back to fairy tale. Lil Red wants some fuck. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then it cuts back to the kids in the quarry for that <laughs> just really wanted to show the red wants a buck. That'd be your catchphrase on the show. <laughs> red wants a buck. Uh, uh, <laughs> I broke Matt. Um, and then uh, go, go, go. Uh oh wait, there are real zombos and they eat all the kids and the witch girl. Surprise, Blair Witch Projects. She's the Blair Witch and goes up the elevator just fine. <laughs> and then uh, as she gets up, she has a jack lantern and Sam's just sitting there like little key pies always. And they both cross paths and go, howdy, partner, yeehaw. And just <laughs> no. then they go their separate ways. Uh, and then a uh, vampire guy finds a little red. And then all of a sudden... Uh oh, Lil Red Dead Redemption. The vampire <laughs> is uh, dead now, but uh oh, he's still alive. He's going, Ugh! and uh, it's actually the principal that killed Lil Grubby Ogre. And the, he's like, what? What's going on? This is some Blair Witch shit. And uh, surprise, the fairy tale ladies are werewolves foreshadowing <laughs> uh, and they just rip off their skin and eat the dude that was pretty cool cool effects and Sam was just chilling he was like how the fuck did I get here <laughs> this is weird uh, and then it cuts to the old dude who was uh, the neighbor of the principal guy and you know he's a real grouch he doesn't like trick or treating kids he scares kids with his little dog dinosaur 
and that was pretty cute. But then <laughs> Sam, the little rascal he is, started pranking him, yoking his house, jacking his lanterns, yipping his yappers, riddling on the walls, shanking his hams. I love that you wrote this all out. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat, bitch. Damn. Spider Sam's on the prowl, and he's attacking him, shanking him, stabbing him. Uh, and then, uh-oh, gr- grouchy old man rips his mask off and he's a pumpkin boy he's a little cute little pumpkin boy and uh then bam he get blasted <laughs> with a shotgun so he, he he's dead oh no little sam's dead surprise his handiwork isn't over because his hand no <laughs> his hand i see what you did his hand stabbed him then his cute little hand went to his body and was like hey what's up take him back and then it did and then sam walked over and Stabby stab, yoinked some candy from gro- from old Grouch, and walked away. That old Grouch was the bus driver the whole time. It all it's all connected, and Sam made a miracle on Halloween night. He he learned his lesson, and he's giving candy to the trick or treaters. The werewolves are all riding around, having a good time. The little witch is having fun with their little pumpkin principal's kid is dressed up like him handing out candy because he's gonna keep killing kids apparently oh the kids with the cool who died in the short bus came back for the bus driver and sam made everything right at the end yeah seven minutes 13 seconds jesus christ that was a long one <laughs> there's a lot in this movie yeah all right should we uh dive on in i just want to say literally my first note is Sam capitalized exclamation exclamation exclamation? He's so simple, yeah. Like his design, and it's so perfect. Yeah. And Quinn Lord, who's the little kid who plays him in this, does such a good physical performance. Yeah. At the last story, and when he like threw him against the wall, I was like, they didn't actually throw the kid, did they? No. Yeah, I'm like, I figured, like, no, obviously, because, you know, child laws. They did carve his head into that creepy pumpkin, though. You know, I knew. Like, oh, I knew it. Okay. Which is acceptable. Way, <laughs> Have no some Halloween magic, Zach. <laughs> is there, like, more lore to Sam? Something else fills out? Or is he just, no, like, he's, he's, just he's the spirit of Halloween. Yeah. I guess a worse movie would do it. Like, the guy at the end was, like, his dad that, like, somehow got the boy killed or something something like that i like that they don't like oh he didn't used to be a person or give him like a backstory it's like literally just so he shows up he's made a pumpkin yeah (laughs) because he's a little pumpkin yeah (laughs) i like that the first the robot lady that whole segment i like that it really like sets up the whole tone of the movie yeah, because it's like silly, 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 and then all of a sudden just a blood-filled sheet, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I will say my one and only complaint about this movie was it it was pleasuring itself a little too much with the fake-outs. Like, there was just one yeah. too many fake-outs. You think I so? It. Yeah. I don't think there were too many. I think they earned them and used them well to like build tension and then pay it off. Like, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of them that worked, but there's just some like especially the beginning. I was like, they're gonna play it. Okay, they're gonna play into that. Okay, that yeah. it's it's a haunted house. Mm. Yeah, that that's the tone of this movie. Is you're going through. I they they did it for Halloween Horror Nights. So yeah. like, it's oh, perfect did? for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. a couple years ago, apparently, it looked Damn. real cool. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, yeah, it really, because, like, I mean, one, the, the nature documentary, I feel, like, I feel like with, between that and then, like, oh, look, blood and killing, it's, like, that's pretty much the rest of the movie. Yeah, I will say the intro sequence was a, a lot sillier than the rest of the movie, too. Like, I feel like it was, the rest of the movie wasn't as hammy as, like, the intro bit. Especially yeah. with, like, the kill, too, how it was, like, exaggerated and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, I think having Sam do it mm-hmm. lets you, you do that, because Sam is a cartoon character. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm on board with that. <laughs> I love how he was dragging her away, like, underneath yeah. the sheet. They're just you, you can guys. hear him, like, just his little grunts and it's like he sounds like a kid it's uh. (laughs) it was so cute i i love that those guys that are like walking up and they're like oh what's going on oh nope they just turn around (laughs) oh i was gonna say because i know you asked during uh when it was happening that after we get that kind of cold open you get like a comic book sequence oh yeah oh yeah see they're is a comic the movie isn't based on the comic books uh they were hoping to release the comics i think after the movie came out which was supposed to be 2007 but because the movie got delayed i can't remember if they also delayed the comics or not they did yeah comic book by uh written by mark and adapted by mark and draco and drawn uh by a pre like being the most famous comic book artist ever fiona staples uh (laughs) what's she done Oh, she draws uh, Megan. Oh, Saga. You know, those <laughs> pop figures? Yeah. Yeah. She's like super popular now. Yeah. But it would have been like her very early work, which it exists, which is cool. But yeah. Saga is Megan's favorite comic. It is. Yeah. I think because the movie got delayed, that's why I, I imagine that that's why they were like, oh, well, now we have these comics. Let's use that as the kind of like the intro of the movie, maybe. Well, they were developing them like simultaneously, like once he got the movie greenlit and they were going to the movie would come out like on a week and the first issue of the comic book would come out and they would release four issues, one a week until Halloween, Mm. um, adapting the movie. And I think it expands on it a little bit, but that didn't happen. So then when this movie finally came out two years later, they just released it all as a graphic novel. Mm, So the comic is an adaption of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Which you don't get a lot these days. It's usually usually the other way around. Yeah. Which is like crazy. <laughs> what a world we live in now. I know. <laughs> 2007 was a different time. Dude, the DVD was like, welcome to Blu-ray. Well, that DVD comes out in 2009. I know. Blu-ray wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> I just thought it was it, it was funny. It like really dated itself. I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah. But I feel like the movie is, it doesn't feel like dated when you watch it. It feels kind of timeless. Because they largely avoid like traps of certain things, like they don't have to worry about like fashion or hairstyles because everyone's wearing a Halloween costume. Yeah, and it's just like a fun like Halloween tale, which is timeless holiday. Yeah, everyone loves Halloween. Are. Yeah, the only and they, you only see like cell phones for like one second. It's so brief that you can't even like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying to think of like wait, like I know they called each other on a phone, but I can't even think of like. What type of phone it was? Basic phones from like 2007. <laughs> Not quite flip phones, but almost. <laughs> you know what's hard to ride? A Segway. So trick or treat. The what'd you call him? The little ogre kid? Yeah. Little grubby ogre boy. Yeah. He's a monster because who drags their candy bag? 
apparently every kid in this fucking town and it like made me like nauseous <laughs> like, yeah because it's like oh, covered it's in dirt it's fucking muddy, gross and you have candy in it yeah i know the candies are wrapped but stop <laughs> why <laughs> why are you the way that you are because every kid in this movie that's what their bag looked like and i was like wh- why <laughs> don't you know better you're tall enough <laughs> <laughs> but when sam does it it's okay well when he does it it's adorable yeah. yes because he, oh. he's a small boy. Yes, yeah. he is small it's enough. Cute. He's he's not ogre size. Oh my god! <laughs> and then ogre boy meets uh, the school principal, played played by one of uh, our great character actors, Dylan Baker, aka uh, Doctor Connors in Spider Man Two. Oh, what? Shit. <laughs> right. Because he was supposed to be the lizard in Spider Man Four, and that never happened. Dang. <laughs> That's right. So I lo- from now on, I will be referring to him as the lizard. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I forget her name, but she played Rogue, so I'm just going to call her Rogue. Oh, yeah. Anna Paquin? Yeah. Oscar winner Anna oh, Paquin. yes. Thank you. Oscar winner Rogue. Also, Lil Red wants some fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I broke mad again. You have to signal, signal me before you do that. <laughs> Never. Why? <laughs> Catch you off guard, just like with your segways. Never signal him. I feel like yeah, there's like a there's like a Marvel connection. Like yeah. oh, they were, we're both in Marvel oh, movies. Well, actually, the ultimate, there's three. The the ultimate uh, Marvel connection. Um, Mike Doherty, who wrote and directed this film, was discovered, and is the writer of X Men Two, <laughs> and he also wrote Superman Returns. Didn't he also work on the recent Godzilla? He direct he wrote and directed um Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. I will say I think the only part I always get like kind of like mm, ill at is the kid throwing up the uh poisoned candy. Because I, ju- I just thought Augustus Gloop from Lord of Dragon No, dude, it's because of all the like noise they put. Like you hear his stomach so gurgling. Good. No, it's amazing the detail. And but it just doesn't stop. Oh. It also I, doesn't make any sense. Like, what would make you just throw up chocolate? He's just been poisoned. Yeah. But he's been eating candy all night. Yeah. That's the bit. That's why, like... It's literally all the chocolate. You saw him. He's a monster. He yeah. thinks it must be out of him. That's why he starts to say his witty, like, horror movie one-liner and then gets interrupted <laughs> by more chocolate vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the angles they did. This side, this side, from underneath. That setup takes so long, you get one take, man. <laughs> I love how the principal is just like, you're right, man. You forgot the number one rule. Always yeah. check your job. I love that it's a little bit of like urban legends are in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, hey, everyone, don't worry. Candy has only been poisoned that we know of one time, and it was by someone who knew the kid they poisoned. So the world is a terrible place, but your Halloween candy is fine. As long as you don't know the person giving it. Right. <laughs> Just get candy from strangers. <laughs> Who'd have thought that would be the safer bet? Uh. Oh, I don't know if you guys noticed, actually, in that um, the principal's house, the, pun- the paper pumpkins like uh, there's there were some inside and there were some on the door the eyes and mouths are like cut out cut out from like magazines or something oh that's cool. which kind of that. like alludes to to that's kill it. people yeah the the they're the pumpkins they carve are people's heads that's pretty great damn <laughs> in the basement those halloween masks where the kids that they snatch 
I don't know. I, d- I did wonder about that. Like, oh, I wonder if those are like the masks of like maybe kids that they. All right. Biggest question of the whole movie. <laughs> so he's killed this kid and presumably that's who he's supposed to be burying in the backyard, right? Yeah. Then how did he get the head back in the house for him and his kid to carve? I think he already had taken that because if you noticed when he or takes the tarp off, there's already a body in there. And when you see the uh, the arm pop up or whatever, oh, so it's just a different kid. It's a different yeah. kid okay. because the this one has you can kind of see like a costume, a costume. Yeah, the costume okay. of like I a just clown. Like always wondered that. I never. I I need to pay more attention. Apparently, <laughs> I've seen this movie hundreds That's why of we times. Bring on an expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- there's like multiple bodies in there. Okay. At least, at least. One I, mean, I knew there were other bodies, but I just always assumed like, oh, but the one that's moving must be the most recent one. Like, ah, oh, the kids that knocked on the crumpy old man's door were the clowns. Maybe it was one of them. No, because I know no, this movie yeah. hops around in time a lot. Yeah, but this is happening simultaneously. Yeah, so I think that was like been. I think that was like way before. Yeah, like they didn't show it. Yeah, one story down. Uh. <laughs> also, yeah, I know we're doing like the stories in order, but I do really like that the stories like they hop around. Like I feel like other anthologies, it's like story, story, it's story. It's a really good reinvention of normally how anthologies are structured um, by making it like just like an actual one whole story, which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, I really liked uh, last year's uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, but the weakest part of it was that they were so committed to like, this all needs to be one narrative, and they didn't really figure out the narrative. (laughs) (laughs) And this does. This like knows how they intersect and when and why. And there's like a bunch of callbacks to things earlier in the movie, so like it all like made sense. It was never confused or muddled. There was a part where what's her name, Rogue, like bumped into the robot lady, and I something I had never noticed before. Like they don't even show her face, but she like bumps into her. Robot lady's just around. What What was your favorite like story out of the four? I think it's a tie between the last one with the old man, just because you get to see a lot of Sam, Hmm. and. The one with the kids in the rock quarry, just because it's like, screw the little kids that were trying to prank that poor uh, yeah, Rhonda. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's good. so good. I, I just love little Rhonda. She, she's she's uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And her her and Sam going howdy to each other. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Like crossing paths. <laughs> But I also realized, like, oh, she wasn't, like, wearing her glasses. So I'm like, did she just see, like, a figure? She just saw another kid. Uh, uh, that's sure true, yeah. she's concerned. Yeah. That, that's all you would assume anyway. I thought she was just, like, a real witch that was planning it. <laughs> nah. She's too nice. Well, maybe we should jump into that story next. Rock quarry. Uh, yeah, the quarry. Um, it's real upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. But just like all these small town, like, urban legends always are. Like, we've talked about it before with, like, Blair Witch and Candyman. Like, there's always some little nugget of truth in there that's real. Like, oh. (laughs) That was a downer. I'm still trying to figure out how much of it is true. Mm. Is it that he did it on purpose? I mean, like, chaining kids up in a bus wasn't a thing. Yeah, so. I don't I think that's probably not something that they usually did was to like chain them up, but I think it's like something they did that time so but that they, the body stayed with the bus. But they all seem okay with it. Cuz like think, the one kid knows enough to like panic when they make a left turn. I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying it's a valid reason, but I I think the movie's reasoning is it's troubled. Sh- yeah. yeah. 
but also i think those kids are like so shitty that that's a piece they would invent Mm. i wonder if it's supposed to be that he didn't do it on purpose Mm. but then why would he be at the rock quarry of all places if it's like well it's that urban legend thing of like like the you know poisoned candy oh yeah it was a stranger he did it on purpose he just likes to see kids in pain Mm -hmm. no it was someone who let's not go into it never mind but you know like these always have like an ounce of truth like so but you know the actual truth is almost always like sadder so but i like that the movie doesn't really explain that yeah because there's also like they said the bus driver disappeared but he didn't he still lived in the same town right and for whatever reason years and years later is just now burning the pictures because it's dramatic (laughs) (laughs) but then again the kids do show up and you hear like chains so it's like that's definitely part of like the true part of the story yeah Yeah. Yeah, you're right and why would they try to exact revenge if would they blame him i don't know that's true he didn't try to save him but yeah no you're right they definitely have chains on them when they come back as zombies yeah i love that it's two stories of people being mean mm-hmm. and get and uh everybody gets their comeuppance yeah yes. that's why I, that's another th- reason just love sam get yeah make people sure get all the evil doers get what's coming to them i i think it's the most effective because like these short stories tend to work best as like morality plays in horror mm. yeah and it, it, it also feels the most like um an obvious influence on this is creep show and the biggest influence on creep show is uh is old ec comics like tales from the crypt which i i love and they're all just short morality plays where everybody gets violent come up and see the end <laughs> if sam's always this like spirit of halloween making sure everything's right in the end but in the flashback with the bus it just drives by and he's just poking a bat with a stick and he's like what? was it a bat or a crow I think it was a crow. I think yeah. it was a bat. Because when he held it up, it like looked like it didn't it have feathers. feathers. I didn't see oh. it. Probably because it was dead. <laughs> so it was, it was either a bat or a crow. point is he was just poking something yeah. rather than like being this like Halloween spirit. He was just hanging out poking yeah, something. Yeah, it was, it was pre-Halloween. <laughs> he needed no, something to do. Halloween afternoon. That's right. <laughs> well, still, he needed he was, something to do before the fun started. <laughs> I, I like it. Like... Him getting this to happen, like them coming back and everything, must be him. When he picked that up, he went, oh, fuck. Oh, no. (laughs) He starts waddling. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, God, oh, God. Did you notice the, like, oh, Sam went to the rock quarry, and then later the kids show up? Oh, he yeah. went to go. Somebody had to put that elevator and go back down. Yeah. Hey guys, come on. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I am a pumpkin boy. Follow me. <laughs> oh, another fantastic little detail. Did you notice that he gets um, a candy bar from the evil principal? And then later when he's attacking the old man, the candy bar has a razor blade uh, in it. <laughs> I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah. Dang. Great. I love how he opened the candy bar. He's like, a little cartoon <laughs> banana <laughs> and i mean really that's also pretty much that segment it's really good the effects are great i love the pumpkin face <laughs> werewolf girls uh i love that everything that she said earlier now becomes a joke in retrospect yes. like mom always said she was the run of the family 
Yeah, she's uh, literally a little red. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, before they saw her costume, they were like, oh, I'll have an puff. And I don't know, like, if you, like, re-listen to the conversation, one of the girls is like, oh, that she had, like, bad Mexican yeah. or something. And the other one about... Yeah, you had a girl, but she was tasty. <laughs> no, it was weird because they were like, oh, but she had a great ass. And it's like, ah, they all taste the same anyway. And it's like, wait, is she talking about eating... Yeah. Oh wait, no, she's talking about just eating them in general. Yeah. Okay. Just werewolf stuff, yeah. you know. Just werewolf things. Hashtag werewolf things. <laughs> I, I I love how, like how they transform, how they like pour off yeah. their skin. I love that That's it's cool. a good the good version of the werewolf transformations from Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> a movie I defend a little bit. But the, the CGI werewolves in that movie are a step too far. Are you, are you talking about like Hugh Jackman? Yes. Dude, I love that movie. I, I think that movie's got some good ideas yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's got its fault, but it's yeah. a good movie. I saw it as a kid, so I freaking loved it. Yeah. Oh, I but loved I, it when I, I was like 13 when it came out. I haven't seen it since then. <laughs> but... I, I, uh, you're okay. Yeah, still counts, still counts. It, it's one of those things that I'm like... I want them to do something cool like that again where it's like all the movie monsters and like yeah, they keep trying. Yeah, they keep trying, but they're not succeeding. They're not doing it right, I think. Do. What they need to do is just make monster movies and then eventually cross them over. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just put uh, the also same the week we were recording this, Invisible Man came out, getting great reviews. Really want to go see it. Yeah. So. I'm so so only because I know it's not an invisible man movie, but um oh no, what was the Kevin Bacon one? Hollow Man. Yeah. Okay. Technically, that's Invisible Man. That's like the the like one I remember less. So I'm just like ah, Kevin Bacon. That's not the fault of a completely different movie. I know, (laughs) but Kevin Bacon. Yeah, but Hollow Man's also not good. You know what? It has been a while since I've seen it, so I think it's my memory of Hollow Man that's like. Uh, I'm not too sure about this Invisible Man movie because. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh my god. Is my <laughs> a movie I also defended for a long time that I don't anymore. God, why not? I need to see it again, I think. Because it's bad. Oh, I yeah, I really need I've to see also, it again. I've also like read the books now, so So you're more knowledge. Which are like by like one of the greatest comic book writers of all time. And like <laughs> Yeah, I need to watch it again. I really don't. want to watch this movie. Don't No! Wait, have you seen it? I had like a million times. Okay, we need to watch it again because because I think it's again it's like um my brain is like nostalgia glasses well, so no, I'm like thinking of it in my Alan memory. Go read Moore and Kevin O'Neill's comic books. Oh and yeah, and then watch it and you'll be like, what the fuck? While you guys were <laughs> growing up, finding a love for horror movies, my dad made me watch Lee Extraordinary Gentleman instead like fifty <laughs> times. Well, oh then. my god. <laughs> I gotta tell you, my dad didn't make me watch it. I watched it 50 times on my own. So we're in the same boat. We all have to grow eventually, though. Welcome to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen podcast. Because we'll never cover it for this. Can I just do the one thing that's amazing about Sean Connery being in that movie? Hmm. You know why he's in it? Because hmm. he didn't understand the script. What? And before that... There were two movies that they offered him, Sight Unseen, You're the Lead, We'll Give You a Bunch of Money, and he didn't understand the scripts, and they were The Matrix, Morpheus, and The Matrix 2, The Architect. Those are those count as one. And then the other movie was Would You Like to Play Gandalf? 
and he didn't understand the scripts for them so he said no so then when league of extraordinary gentlemen came across his table he was like well i don't understand this one either so i'm sorry well i don't understand this one either so fuck it (laughs) oh my god I want yeah, to see. I love Sean Connery. I want to see the, those versions of like the movies with with him in it. I love Sean Connery, but much like Science of the Lambs, I'm oh, good. I don't think it'd be good. I'm just saying I want to see that version. Wasn't that the joke we made in Science of the Lambs, where it's like Sean Connery playing everyone? Yes. <laughs> Damn, he was just offered everything, and he was yeah. like, "Eh." I used the biggest actor in the world in the '90s. He had two Oscars, <laughs> and he was. Who met? Who is he? Who do you play that you haven't mentioned this podcast? Oh, of course. Um, he's the guy who's from Chicago in um uh The Untouchables. That's what we're talking about, right? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> no, it's James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> no one from James Bond is in this, so it's fine. <laughs> but somehow we ended up here. So we heard talking about Trick I didn't or Treat. Bring it here, you did. <laughs> we were talking about Trick or Treat. Sam's a cute little pumpkin. Hey Megan. Hey, how's it going? What's up? No, this is fun. This is like, like I was. I told you earlier. It's like watching like the live version of like <laughs> your favorite podcast. But uh, yeah, no. So they start turning into werewolves, and yeah. the makeup is really cool. And like, I love everything about it, except for the one part of this movie that's very dated, which is that shitty Marilyn Manson Eurythmics cover <laughs> that I have hated since it came out. If there's one thing I established on this podcast, it's that I love 80s New Wave. How dare he? <laughs> it's such a bad cover. Was that his his yeah. version? Okay, first I thought it was like a version of his version. You know what really pisses me off hmm. when it's October and I'm really feeling the Halloween vibes and I'm listening to Halloween playlists and I'm like, ooh, this is Halloween is about to play and it's fucking Marilyn Manson's version. I don't hate Marilyn Manson's other music. All of his covers are terrible. I just want actual this is Halloween. I'm like, why do you keep playing Marilyn Manson's version? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> It's in trick or treat. Uh, yeah. When they're <laughs> see you catching on. I, I very much like the like. Oh, I'm gonna take this boot off, but it's actually also my skin because I'm turning into a werewolf. Hey Zach, why are they doing this? Yeah, why are they doing this? I think you're supposed to say that. Why are they doing that? You have a catchphrase, dude. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Bazinga. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm ahead out. (laughs) Little Red wants some fun. (laughs) There we go. It's never not funny to me. You know that one movie trick, Our Treat, where the pirate kid dies? Oh my God. (laughs) That was a segue. Oh. So, uh, who else appears in the werewolf scene? Sam looking real upset. Uh, before, I was going to say before that. Oh, the principal, it turns out, was the vampire this whole time. Because remember earlier he said, I'm going to the parade. I have a date. That date was apparently murdering women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I'm like, is he? he's not like a cannibal, is he? He just like likes the taste of blood or something? Oh no! I think it's just another way to kill people, I guess. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. Because if he's drinking, he's, just a serial he's killer. really wasting it. Those are some real strong fake teeth, too. Yeah. Yeah, to like puncture. Like I assume, like maybe they're supposed to be like metal or something, but it's just like funny that she takes them out and they're just fake teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I thought it was a real vampire. <laughs> they I made did it real really, convincing. That's the bit. Yeah, I really did like that, like the little like twist to like, oh, you're not actually like one of the monsters. See, that's the fake out that works really well. I think it's the best fake out in the movie because it's like a triple fake out because it's like oh it's a monster no it's not oh but it's the real monster from earlier the serial killer and oh then... no wait there are real monsters <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. get a monster you get a monster and sam's just having a good time yeah i love this he's just sitting there like just like <laughs> good good <laughs> yeah just sparing a halloween in it up Mm-hmm. I just realized Spirit of Halloween is like a like an actual place. Yeah, we're gonna have to bleep that out every time now. <laughs> Not sponsored. I'm just gonna <laughs> put over Laura with some fun. Yeah, Sam is the little red monster. <laughs> oh yeah, so Sam is the spirit little red once <laughs> from Horror Master. Matt just let it out. <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> trying to compose yourself. Yeah. Trying, failing. What else is there talking about? I feel like we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I think we covered all the the segments. Um, but yeah, what is it, any behind scenes stuff? Um, I think the biggest thing about this movie is the weird delay with it for two years that yeah. threw everything off. Um, and then it actually, I don't think it even really got like much of a theatrical release. It pretty much went straight to DVD. I got like is, some showings. Yeah. But it, it immediately like connected with its audience. I think it was one of the first movies also to be able to hit like VOD, hmm. which has been huge for horror. Yeah. Um, like m- most, I mean, like a lot of the Bloomhouse and A24 movies go simultaneous theaters and streaming now. And this is one of the first ones that really like brings back the revival of what in like the 80s would have been like home video so it's it's really important to the history of modern horror um but yeah it finds and connects with its audience and it's super popular and mike doherty keeps saying he's gonna make a sequel dude i know i think the last update was in like 2013 no 2017 as of king of the monsters (gasps) he said i now have two hits under my belt i have krampus and i have king of the monsters I might use my like my you know like my blank check to try to get trick or treat two made, which would make me so happy. Also, he could call it two trick two treat. I would be happy, but also cry if he did. <laughs> Every movie should just be a Fast and the Furious title. No. Yes, two spider, two man. Oh no! Wait, what about Pirates of the Caribbean? That's obvious. Two pirates, two (laughs) Caribbeans. I'm trying to think of more movies. X Men. Two X, two man. No, it's one word. (laughs) There's a hyphen. Yeah, so I guess it didn't have much of a critical reception since it kind of just. It didn't get Um, the chance. The the critiques that it has, I mean, it's pretty high on like Rotten Tomatoes. The people who sought it out really liked it. 
Yeah, it's like a cult classic copies. now. Yeah. I think they, they wisely, like, the people who got copies on DVD that were reviewers were for, like, Bloody Disgusting and, mm. like, you know, like, Fearnet and Fangoria and stuff. So they were all like, oh, this movie's great. Yeah. Why didn't it get released? Yeah. Which happens all too often. I mean, the same thing happened to Cabin in the Woods. The same thing just mm. happened now for uh, New X-Men that's supposedly going to come out now. No, no yeah. that's right. It happens a lot with movies. It's always a bummer, but I always hope they get to come out. So, yeah. And uh, let's get it trending, guys. Hashtag two trick, two treat. Let's get a <laughs> no. scene going. Two trick, two treat. Oh, God. <laughs> too tricky, too trick, treaty. Make trick or treat too happen. I do like how much like people still love this movie and people are still like discovering this movie. Because yeah. like yeah. every, I, I think it was just this what was the last con I went to. Oh, it was a. It's not uh, LA Comic Con. Like, dude, there was a somebody. Somebody oh, dressed as Sam. Sam. Yeah, yeah. It's, great. it's always and like it's always. They they always there's always a Sam and I, I love it so and much. I think this is a a great gateway horror movie. Yeah. Like, if I was going to make like a list of like I, I should have done it for this podcast, but uh, <laughs> first movies to watch, this would be like in like the top five. So, it was in my top five, Matt. You got the thing. You started off at the top. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I just loved how it felt like the Halloween special episode of a cartoon. Yeah, it felt like a treehouse of horror. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any practical effects? Uh, oh, yeah, Sam. He little pumpkin face. I figured I mean, he wasn't like, not an animatronic. He's but, a uh, puppet. Yeah, yeah like I figured. An animatronic puppet. I figured they wouldn't put the head on um, the kid. He reminded me of uh, Killer Clowns. Like He a, reminds me of pumpkin head. <laughs> So, uh, when are we watching Too Tricky, Too Treatious? As soon as, uh, Mike Doherty makes it happen. Come on, everybody. Seriously. Hashtag it. Too Trick, Too Treat. Let's do it. Too Trick, Too Treat. <laughs> do it. Make yes. it happen. But definitely at him. Like, I'm sure he has social media. Yes. Speaking of social media, as we come to a close here on the podcast, Megan, where can everybody find you? I can be found as uh, Zombie Teddy everywhere. That's zombies spelled the regular way. Teddy, uh, T-E-D-D-I-E. It's spelled kind of weird. Is that all one word? It is all one word. Go follow Megan. She draws yeah. spooky things. She's a very good artist. Oh, yeah. thank you. And check out Aspen Comics since she forgets to plug them. I also, I was about, to, I was really about to this time. Fam of the pod, Aspen <laughs> Comics. <laughs> yes, uh, also at. At Aspen Comics, pretty much everywhere. A S P E N Comics. They have horror comics. Yeah, actually, um, uh, Dead Man's Run. It's it's almost like it's a like a like futuristic, um, Frankenstein monster type of story, and it's uh written by uh Mark, who you know, Zach. I do. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and that one's really cool. Yeah. So check out Zombie Teddy on socials and Aspen Comics. Where can everybody find you, Zach? At Zach Shirk on Instagram. Where can they find you, Matt? You can find me on just about everything as I Draw Paintings, all one word, or over my Facebook artist page, Matt Mears. And what are we watching next week, Matt? We are watching a little bit of a obscurity. You can find it on Shudder, though. It's Toby Hooper and John Carpenter's Body Bags. We back at it again yeah. with our boy Carpenter. Yeah, and we got a good boy creator, Leatherface Toby Hooper. Yeah. It's going to be boys. a good time. So thanks for watching. Join us next yes. week for John Carpenter and Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper goodness. <laughs>
Yes. And on that note, oh, that, that Charlie Brown, he's he's a real asshole. Steve? Steve, he's an asshole. What about St- Steve? Uh, oh. I got an idea. That big headed asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect shape for the ultimate weapon. <laughs> it can destroy planets. I'm going to call it the Death Star. Bye. Bye. Bye.